Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today you'll hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs entitled, Divinely Connected to Make a Difference. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how we are becoming more familiar with God's voice and his desire for his church to focus on being connected as one body. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. As we have embraced 2019, we are becoming more familiar with God's voice and his desire for his church to focus on being connected as one body. As we talk about being connected, it's important that we make up in our minds that we are going to be connected. I've learned over the years that if you don't want to be connected, no matter how much your neighbor tries, you will not be connected to the individual who God has put you beside. We know that he desires for us to gain entrance to his church by a way of a heart of repentance, that we must repent of our sins and ask God to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, making us right again in the name of Jesus. Now, repentance is not a one-time event. It is a lifestyle that we as believers must incorporate into our DNA and into our spirit. We must have a lifestyle of repentance. When you mess up, ask God to forgive you. When you're not sure, ask God to forgive you. When you're doing wrong, ask God to forgive you. But not only ask God to forgive you, but change that negative behavior and turn it toward God. In other words, no longer doing wrong, but doing right. And you you do that, and then, of course, not only that, you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Go over with me to the book of Romans, chapter 10, and verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And a very important point you got to realize is that you got to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. You got to believe he died for your sins. He died for my sins. And then after he died, he got up from that grave and he's alive right now. In 2019, Jesus Christ is alive. In fact, he's more alive than we are here in this sanctuary. He is alive. And when we do that, uh, and we repent of our sins, confess that Jesus is Lord, he saves us. He, he delivers us, he heals us, he protects us, and he prospers us. We, after we do that, he puts us into a church. Go to Acts chapter 2 and verse 47. One of the ways that you know you're saved is that God puts you in a church. Go to Acts 2 and 47. Praising God and have a favor with all the people, and the Lord added who? To the church daily those who were being saved. So he adds those who are being saved to his church. So everybody who is saved is added to the church. Church, uh, the whole corporate body, but on a personal level, he adds us to our local church. He does that. And the Lord is the one who does it. It's not me. It's not 
individuals around you. It is God who adds us to the church. And once God places you in a church, he gives us pastors after his own heart who are sent to feed us with knowledge and understanding. Go to over to the book of Jeremiah 3 and 15. Jeremiah 3 and 15. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So he gives us pastors to give us insight, to give us revelation, to give us Knowledge, he give us ways to live, ways to talk, ways to treat our loved ones, pray for those who despitefully use you. How do you become a better husband, a better wife, a better Christian? God puts us in a church to, for our overall well-being. In other words, Jesus said, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. But how do you do that? He has to teach us what this is all about. And so clearly if God has taken all of these steps to carefully build his church, we can see why the Lord will want us to be divinely connected. You've been saved. You've been taken out of, from darkness to this marvelous light. He's not, when he saves you, he puts you into a church. So he didn't just put you into a church just to be doing something. He has a purpose behind it. And when he has that purpose behind it, he divinely connects you not only to your purpose, to individuals who are next to you as well. He divinely connects us to individuals within the church. And when he does that, he's not just doing it to divinely connect you. He's doing it because he knows that not only can you make a difference in your brother and sister's life, but you can make a difference in the lives of people around you. Not only that, your prayer life is going to go to another level when you divinely connect. How do you know, Pastor Dodds? He said, when two or three are gathered together in my name, there I be in the midst. And whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So when you're, by, you're divinely connected, when y'all come together and pray, oh, something about to change. Something is about to take place when you are divinely connected in prayer. In worship, our, our worship goes to another level. Because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we come together and worship, our worship goes to a whole new level. Yeah, I know we can sing with the musicians, but, you know, it's good when the musicians and the praise team and the congregation come together, making a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. And why? It makes a difference. Our witness is, is different because the Bible says when you go out, you go out by twos, sharing the gospel with Jesus Christ with others. We are divinely connected. We talked about our giving. Giving it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. You know, and as, as senior minister said, we're going to give bountifully. We give bountifully. Lives are going to be changed as we continue to give. Because not only when we give, God's going to give it back to us. He's going to give us a good measure. He's going to cause something to be shaken together. He's going to cause something to be running over. He's going to cause somebody to cancel a debt. He's going to cause a sale to go on somewhere. He's going to cause me to receive my heart's desires because of a corporate anointing that is in this sanctuary. We are divinely connected to make a difference. Now, when we talk about the words divinely, divine means something accomplished by the power of God, the one who is the one true and living God. Another definition is to be aided by God. One thing you will know about God, God will not do everything for you, but he will aid you when you start doing what you're supposed to be doing. 
I love that about God. I love the fact he's not going to sit back and just sit back and he just, uh, I'm going to do whatever I want you want to do. No, you got to aid God. So that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to put access to it. We're going to do something and God is going to aid us in what we're doing. Connected means to be joined or linked together as one. To be joined or linked together as one. So we are divinely connected. We are aided by God. We're linked together as one. To do what? Make a difference. A difference, a distinction. A way in which people are not the same. It is a difference. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ desires for us to become more divinely connected as his body of believers, as with his body of believers so that we can make a distinction. And I believe that it pleases the Lord that each member of this church is joined together and working in harmony with each other according to 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 and 18. The Bible reads as follows. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. So we see that God has set the members in the body as it pleases him, according to his desire, according to his intent, and according to the purpose that he has for your life. When you're placed into the body of Christ, you're doing it under, you're under God's direction. We don't tell God where to place us. We go to where God places us. There's a difference right there. You can't tell God where you want to be placed. You need to go where God places you. Because the anointing and the power of God rests in the place where God sets you in. So when God sets you into the church, he equips you and empowers you to be an, an, an individual who fulfills his purpose in your life. And this is so true because, and also true, let me say this to you. Once we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and submitted to him as our Lord and Savior, we rely on the Spirit of God to baptize us into the body of believers. Go baptize, that means to immerse, to submerge, so forth and so on. So we see this, let me read this to you in 1 Corinthians 12. And 12, for as the body is one, it has many members, but all the members of that body being member are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body. We're all baptized into one body. So the Holy Spirit baptizes us into the body. Now, he immerses us, he places you, he does this, and let me say this to you. He doesn't tell you when he's going to do it. It's done by spirit and it's not done by, you're just not going to, this is, this is not water baptism. You're not going to feel this. You're not going to know this. Only thing you can do is that your life is going to change because you've been immersed in Christ. Your life is going to change for the better. And I want to, and that's why he gave us John 6 and, 6 and 63. Go to John 6 and 63. In fact, you can also read this in another scripture as well, but. I'm going to go to John 6 and 63. My question comes up, how do you know you're baptized into the body? How do you know you're immersed in the body? How do you even know that your life has been changed to the point that you are in the body of Christ? That's the question I want to bring before you just for a moment. 
Because when you're baptized into the body, you're submerged. The Holy Spirit doesn't. You don't even, let me say this to you, most people don't even know when that experience takes place. Because it's done by God and not by man. I can't baptize you into the body. I can't even merge you into the body. The Holy Spirit has to do that, and he does do that. That's why it says by the Spirit, we are immersed into our place into the body. So the question comes up, how do you know you're in the body? Well, John 6 is 63 gives us a clue. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. When you hear the word of God after being baptized in the body, the word becomes alive to you. The word becomes alive to you. You hear the word totally different than somebody who's outside of the body. When you hear the word given and shall be given unto you, it something goes off on the inside of you that changes your life for the better. When you hear that God is a healer, you believe that he's a healer and you walk in that and you operate in that and you know that God can heal any sickness or disease that comes against your body. When you know that God is a deliverer, you, when you hear a word and say he's going to deliver me, you know that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. That God can deliver me from drugs. He can deliver me from lies. He can deliver me from unforgiveness. He can deliver me from people. He can deliver me from religion. He can deliver me from all types of things that are going on in my life. And when you hear a word like that, it changes your life for the better. That's how you know you're being baptized. When you hear the word, it becomes a lie to you. Hebrews put it like this. The word of God is quick, powerful, sharper, standing to a sword, divine of every intent and the thought of the heart. When you hear the word, it becomes a lie to you. That's why when people are in the sanctuary, you know the difference between those who are being baptized and those that are not. Because the people that talk here about prayer, something in them wants to pray. When you don't want to pray, you don't want to obey God, you don't want to do anything like that, you got to ask yourself the question, Am I be, have I been baptized into his body? Because if I'm in his body, I'm going to act like his body. I'm going to talk like I'm in his body. I'm going to think like I'm in his body. When you say something to me, I'm going to say, you know, well, that's, that's good, but what does God say about it? Because God got the final say so. When, when, when God says, when he's going to do something, something in the body says, you know what, God going to do it. I don't know how we're going to do it, but by faith I receive it and I put that thing into action. Something is different when you're being baptized in the body. That's how you come into a sanctuary and you hear a word like this. Something's going to go off in you. They said, you know what? He, listen, I hear what Pastor Dobbs is saying, but you know what? I know man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Something in my life is changing. I know next week is going to be better because better is here and better is coming. I know that he's going to do exceedingly, abundantly above anything he asks or thinks according to the power that worketh in me. I know that God has angels surrounding me and keeping me in all my ways. Something about the Spirit of God resonates on the inside of everyone who's been baptized and immersed in his body. And when you've been immersed, see, how do you get there? Well, you have to go through the salvation process. You just can't be saying, I'm going I'm to I'm be a part of his body and receive all these benefits and not go through the salvation process. It's a gift of salvation. 
that allows the saving power of the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from the pillowing and condemnation of our sins, which prepares us for the ultimate immersion into the one body of believers. It is his, it is his baptism. It's salvation that gets us here. Deliverance, protection, prosperity. I'm saved. I'm not just talking about I'm saved. I believe I'm saved. I've been baptized in his body. I've been immersed in his body by the Holy Spirit. I've received the Holy Spirit. God is, how do you know you're saved? I've been placed in a church. Not just any church, but a church that's ministering the word of God. Because I'll be honest with you right now, there are people in churches all over the world that they're in a church but not a part, they have not been put into his body. Have not been put into his body. Because just because you're a part of a church don't mean you've been baptized into his body. Because one thing about it, you can trick us all day long, but you can't trick the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible tells us quickly that he knows the intent and the thought of the heart. David put it like this. Oh, I know he knows my heart. And he gives us our heart's desire. He knows your heart. Oh, that's why uh, man look at outward appearance, but God looks at the what? Heart. Thank God he looks at the heart. Ooh, he helps us all then we listen to our heart. Now, because the Spirit of God gives life to us, according to John 63, Jesus made it clear that his written and revealed word are spirit and they are life. Now, one thing you're going to notice about those that have been baptized into his body, or you're going to see certain traits that are going to begin to pop up in their life. Because, they're going to, because when you hear the word, it's going to cause them to become more devoted to God. It's going to cause them to become more devoted to God. See, a person that's been baptized into his body, and they receive his word, and they hear his word, it causes them to become more devoted to God. See, when you're operating in the life that God wants you to have, you can become more devoted to God. You should become, you listen, in 2019, you should be more devoted to God than you were in 2018. You should be more devoted to God. Yeah, the church is fine, but I need for you to be devoted to God. I need for you to be devoted to his word and his ways. I need to be, even if we don't have service, you're going to be studying your scriptures. You're going to be talking, praying. You're going to be, everything. we only meet twice a week in a revival special time. But you know what? You should be devoted to God seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You should be devoted to God. That's how we know you've been baptized into his body. And let me say this to you. People that have been devoted to his body don't fear right not praying. They don't fear right not studying scripture. They don't fear right not getting to know Jesus. They don't fear right. Listen, you could be by yourself in the middle of somewhere and do something wrong, but because you vote to God, you don't feel right about it. And nobody sees this except you, but you know God sees you. And that's something different when you are devoted to God. Another trait you're going to see is they're going to trust in Christ. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They're going to trust in Christ. Every individual who is in, has life from God, is going to learn how to trust in Christ. And it's a process. You know, listen, all we, we should trust in Christ more than we did in 2019, but it wasn't the same as it, should be, it was in 2017. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a development process. We're going to learn how to trust in Christ. Because whenever life hands you, you got to learn how to trust in Christ. 
Whatever life brings your way, you got to learn how to trust in Christ. Whatever school or family or work or business issue comes your way, you got to learn how to trust in Christ. Oh, when you don't see the answer to it, you still got to say, God, I trust you. Oh, I trust. I don't know how you're going to do it, God, but God, I trust you. I I did all I can do. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to steal. I'm going to trust in you, God. I'm not going to cuss folks out. I'm going to trust in you, God. It is a imperative that we learn how to trust in Christ. And then another trait is that people are going to become genuine in Christ. Genuine. They're going to be real in Christ. They're going to be genuine in their relationship with Jesus. People that have life with Christ are going to be genuine in their walk with him. And so you can be able to tell the difference too. That's why you can always tell those individuals who are in Christ and those that are just on the outside. Because those on the inside, something about them is going to be genuine. Something about them is going to be real. Listen, they're going to be going through a rough trial, but they're still going to remain real to Christ. They're going to be going through one of the worst trials they ever, they ever dealt with in their life, but they're going to be real with Christ. They're going to be real with this thing. And, and another thing that it's going to be, another trait is they're going to be, they belong to God. And you're going to know they belong to God. Because, listen, it's not just they tell you they belong to God. The way they think, the way they talk, and the way they act is going to be imperative they belong to God. They don't have to wear a Jesus t-shirt to say they belong to God. Their lifestyle going to say it. Their lifestyle going to say it. I ain't talking about public lifestyle. I'm talking about that private lifestyle. Because if your private is right, it just spill over into your public. If you are lying in private, sooner or later we're going to know you're lying in public. But if you're devoted to God in private, we're going to know it in public. Because it's going to come out of you the character of Christ. It's going to begin to manifest itself out of you. When you have the life of Christ. You've been born again. You've given your life to Jesus. But now you're in development process with the life of God. And you're paying attention. That's why you've got to hear a word. Word's going to change your life for the better. You've got to have a word because you're devoted to God. You said, well, Pastor, I need to learn how to be more devoted to God. i got to learn how to trust in Christ despite what I'm dealing with. i got to be genuine to God despite this dilemma I'm dealing with in my current situation. I got to be real. I got to let people know I belong to God. Oh, well, you know you belong to God. You know God is going to take care of you, don't you? I mean, you don't know how. You don't know what God's going to do. You just know that God is going to take care of you. Just like every child in this sanctuary, especially when they're about five and below, they know their parents going to take care of them. They don't know how they're going to take care of them. Listen, most parents, that but five and below, have no idea where their parents get the money from. But they know this, they're going to be taken care of. They know if they get hungry, they can say, I'm hungry, and they're going to feed them. That is, wow, they belong to that parent. We as children of God ought to know we belong to God. And that we know that the cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. And we ought to know that he's going to supply every one of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We belong to God. When you belong to God, no matter what comes your way, you say, you know, I belong to God. They can be talking funny at the job. You say, I belong to God. Your business can be going through a rough trial, but you belong to God. 
Your prayers. You say, and my prayers being answered? Oh, I know my prayers being answered. Why? Because I belong to God. Oh, I, I've asked God to do this, that, and the other. But I belong to God. All things are working together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Why? You belong to God. When you ride down the road and you're riding, you and you're riding, you, you know what? You're not. The, you say I'm not the greatest driver in the world, but I belong to God. I belong to who? God. That's right, my brother. That's right. I belong to God. As we take heed to the Word of God and apply the Word to our life, we begin to rely on the Holy Spirit to help us to remain divinely connected and to help us to discover our place in the body. In the body of Christ. The body of Christ is believes with the same common belief. Our, one of our common beliefs should be that Jesus died for our sins. And that he was buried and that he's alive right now. We should, that should be, look, every believer has to believe that Jesus died for your sins. He has, you have to believe that he died for your sins. He died, not only died for, but you got to believe that he's alive right now. You got to believe that Jesus is alive. Now, we may not like the same colors, we may not like the same foods, but there's some things we need to have in common. We need to believe that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. That no matter what comes up, he is our Lord. He is our Lord and he is our Savior. We got to believe that Jesus created the heavens and the earth. That God created the heavens. That God created the earth. We need to have common beliefs in mind. We ought to believe that there is a heaven. We're also going to believe there's a hell. Some people don't believe in hell no more. They believe that everybody is going to heaven. And scripturally speaking, that's not true. Scripture says, hell hath enlarged itself. So in turn, those that don't receive him as Lord and Savior, that's where they're going to be end up at. But for those of us who, have, who belong to God, who have devoted our life to God, who trust to him, heaven is what we're looking forward to. And if God decides to come a little early and take us out, catching away the rapture or whatever you want to call it, we're going to be with him forever. We're going to be caught up in the air to meet him in the air. We got to believe that Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkles or any such thing. I believe Jesus is coming back. He may not come back in my lifetime, but I know when he's coming back. Oh, he's coming back. Scripture's being fulfilled. Scripture's being fulfilled. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is fulfilling it. That same God who can fill scripture can help has got us a place prepared. He got a mansion prepared for us. Well, thank God for that mansion. Not made with man's hands, but made, amen, by God himself. Woo, thank God we, he got prepared for us. Yeah, I may go through something here on the earth, but God has something great for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. He got something for us. So we got to believe we have the common belief, a common beliefs. And also it means the New Testament church, which is basically the whole body of believers. Those that are alive, those in heaven, those that are already going on to be with the Lord, those here on the earth as well. 
I believe it's important for us to understand that there is a difference between being placed in the body and knowing your place in the body. See, once you're placed in the body, as we talked about earlier, doesn't mean you're going to know how you should operate in the body. Just because you're born again don't mean you know everything you're supposed to do. Because a lot of times God don't reveal it to you. Because I'll be honest with you, I know many of us had no idea. I take my own progression. I, I, I was thank God I was saved. I'm talking about, Lord, I, Lord, I, ooh, I was a sinner. I sinned. I had sinned to come short of the glory of God. I was on my way, but now it's God saved me. I was just thank God he saved me. Then after that, they'd call me Brother Dobbs. Hello, Brother Dobbs. Brother Dobbs is Brother Dobbs. That. I was happy to be called Brother Dobbs. Then one day they started calling me Minister Dobbs. Minister Dobbs, this, Minister Dobbs, that. Woo, I was happy to call Minister Dobbs. Then I called me Elder Dobbs. Who, Elder Dobbs, this, Elder Dobbs, that. Woo, I'm Elder Dobbs. I was ordained as an elder. Next thing I know, here he called me Pastor Dobbs. First they called me Pastor Dobbs, I'm like, who are they talking to? But I finally got used to it. Took me a minute to get used to it. I'm not going to lie to you. And some of you are going to be the same way. They're going to start calling you brother or sister so-and-so. And then they're going to start calling you uh, worship of this. They're going to start calling you minister this. They're going to start calling you uh, teacher this. They're going to start calling you whatever it is. That person right there is an intercessor. Intercessor so-and-so. Whatever it is, they're going to start calling you. You're going to be developed into that. When you come into the body, most of us, when we got into the body, we were just... We was thank you, Lordy. Y'all don't know who thank you, Lordy was? Thank God I'm saved. I don't need to know anything else. I just thank God I'm saved. Y'all want me to do something? I don't mind doing it because I'm saved now. I didn't mind cutting grass. I didn't mind cleaning. I used to do usher. I used to be the usher. I used to be the sound man. I, listen, I was about the worst sound man it was, but I was a sound man. You tell me something like Trump the highs. I said, I turned, I, I didn't know what the high was. But I found something that looked like a hot. They told me to turn it. I turned it up. They said, you hear the difference there? I like in my mind. No. Because <laughs> you should be able to hear the difference between highs and lows and mids and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I couldn't hear. I couldn't tell the difference. I, I was not blessed with those gifts and talents and abilities. But I didn't mind doing what I had to do. Why? Because I was helping out everybody in there. I didn't mind helping folks hear the gospel. If I had to work the sound, that's what I did. Because God knew it was important for the overall ministry. I told y'all a story, some of y'all may have heard or didn't hear it, the time that Brother Henry and I led praise service one time. Now, it wasn't the greatest praise service, but we led it. We led it. And you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the greatest singer, because I still make a joyful noise today. Something about my voice is not it's developed to that same make a joyful noise from then to now. But anyway, anyway, what you did, because why? It helped off the overall service. One thing about it, when we divinely connected, you don't mind helping out your brother and your sister. And you're not looking for a pat on the back. You're not looking for a trophy. All you're looking for is to please our Savior. God is going to be pleased with what I'm doing for him. So I don't mind doing different things. But when you come into the body, I didn't realize I was, God was preparing me for this today. I didn't realize God was preparing me for this today. I did not know that he was preparing me. So my question for you and my challenge for you is this. What is God preparing you for today? Well, Pastor, I'm just good. I'm just, I barely make it to church. I barely do this, that, and the other. No, God has bigger plans for you. 
Woo, y'all didn't say that. I didn't get the man's right there. Find you two, find two or three people and say, God got bigger plans for you. 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 He has bigger plans for you. And see, as we gain knowledge and understanding of the written and revealed word, we understand like what it says here in 1 Corinthians 12, 15 through 19, that each member is divinely connected with different functions and responsibilities. They got different functions and different responsibilities. We all got different functions and different responsibilities, different purposes. We got different Task. We've got different ways to operate in a particular way. We all got something different. We all do. But thank God we're different. I'm glad he didn't make us all the same. I'm glad my foot don't do the same thing as my right arm. I'm so glad my eye don't do the same thing as my ear. I'm so glad that my hand don't do the same thing as my elbow. I'm glad my knee will do the same thing as my foot. I'm glad they all got their own function and purpose just like we do in the body of Christ. That's why we're divinely connected. And we're, we're divinely connected. We're there to make a difference. I can remember many of you testifying to the fact that you could not even stand up before a room like this and give and say something. You will get nervous and so forth. But God has did something great in your life. That is through the written and revealed word that goes on in your life. Some of you, listen, some of you probably, uh, I remember some of you said, I, I don't like to even go out and witness and talk to other people about different things, especially about Jesus. But now you got boldness in you because of the written and revealed word. You don't mind inviting other people in the church to hear a word from God. You don't mind telling other people, you know, you need to be saved and be with us in the Lord's house. You don't mind telling people that God adds people daily to the church. Daily such as should be saved. You don't mind telling people that God is a healer, that God is a deliverer, that God makes a way out of nowhere. That God is who he said he is. You don't mind. Because he has, through his written and his revealed word, has helped us to develop into who God has called for us to be. He's organized us. He's taught us how to, how to dance for Jesus. How to love those in our communities and in our neighborhoods. Our family members, we love them properly instead of loving like we used to love them. God is teaching us how to do this. Oh, we've got more compassion. Some of us used to be mean and hateful, but God taught us how to love. Some of us used to be nice, but we're too nice, so God gave us a little balance with that. God is always ministering to us and for us, but it's not just for you, but it's to help those around you. So when we're divinely connected, it's going to help. It's going to be a benefit not only to me, but it's going to benefit your sister. It's going to benefit your brother. It's going to benefit that one. Look behind you real quickly. It's going to benefit them too as well. It's going to benefit them too as well. Look to the right of you. It's going to benefit them too as well. Look to the left of you. It's going to benefit them as well. As they hear and take hold of the word of God, it's a benefit to all of us. And see, we're divinely connected to make a difference. Make a difference. When you witness, it makes a difference. When you praise, it makes a difference. When you give, it makes a difference. When you love, it makes a difference. When you obey God, it makes a difference because God aids you when you make a difference. 
See, when you make a difference, that's God aiding you. God aiding you. How many know that if God didn't help you raise your children, you couldn't raise them how you could have raised them? How many many can remember the time you, you got whack advice about raising your own children? You ain't never had somebody tell you something like, you thought about it now. Man, I'm glad I did not do what they told me to do. Or you repented for doing that and doing it. Because folks can mess you up unknowingly and doing it out of a good heart. But it's not Bible. Are you following? So now in God's church, because he's put us here, this is where we learn how to act, how to think, and how to talk like Jesus. I think it's important that we understand that we're not trying to act like us or think like us or talk like our neighbor, but we're going to do it like Jesus. And we need a spirit-filled church where we can increase our confidence in God's word and his ways. Each week, each week, week in and week out, we hear and apply the word of God based on Romans 10 and 17. Go to Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We hear the word of God. And in verse 15, in how shall they preach unless they are sent? Our sent preacher, he sends us word and we hear, we understand, and what we hear and understand, we put into action. It increases our faith, our trust. We trust Jesus more. We have confidence in Jesus more. We believe in him more. We're assured by him more. We are convicted by him more. We are more devoted to God after we hear a word from him. We trust in him more when we hear a word from him. We, we know we belong to God once we hear a word from him. We are in a position that we, you know, that's why you hear a word and you come in on, on Sunday morning through your Sunday school and through your church service, you say, okay, God was speaking to me this morning. That has to be direct from God. Nowhere in the world Pastor Dobbs knew this, that, and the other, but God knew. He knows this week that many of us in this sanctuary are going to have to be devoted more to God this week than we have in the past. I know that's without a shadow of a doubt. One thing I can hear in my spirit, there's some people that in this sanctuary, believers like all of us who are children of God, no doubt, but we're going to, have to be more devoted to God. Because whatever's coming our way, we want to make sure that we're devoted to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We want to be devoted. We've got to put our trust in Him. And that's going to cause our faith to mature. Mature faith allows us to become more comfortable and confident in our set place in God. The Holy Spirit gives us insight into how we should conduct ourselves as members of a body of Christ as we work in harmony. And harmony is important. Not only do we need to work together, but we need to be in harmony. Peace with one another. When you're divinely connected, you should be at peace with those you're divinely connected to. And it's not just, I'm going to pick out certain ones to be divinely connected to. You ought to make up in your mind, I'm going to find people I'm not, I don't normally connect with and connect with them. I am going to find somebody that I normally don't have anything in common with. I'm going to find a way and find something I got in common with them. So you to be divine connected takes an extra effort. But it's well beneficial because it's going to make a difference in their life as well as our life. 
You ought to make it in your mind, I'm going to know something about somebody in this sanctuary I did not know before I left, before I got in the sanctuary today. I'm going to find out something about somebody that I did not know before I left, before I got here today. I'm going to get to know somebody in a, in, in a better way. But it takes effort. You can't go through your normal routine and say, you know what, I'm just going to do this after service, I'm going to do that after service, and then I'm going to leave. Now, sometimes you got to just stop and say, hey, what's your name? Because I, if I ask some of y'all in the sanctuary, what is everybody's name? Some of us would not know everybody's name. I'll let that sink in just for a moment. You know somebody's name, but you don't know who it belongs to. Like somebody got, I know they got a child named so-and-so, a child named so-and-so, a child named so-and-so. I know they got a child named Sierra and Brittany. Which one Brittany, which one Sierra? You just, you know, you just don't know. Why? Because you have not taken the time to get it. But this is a new year. We are divinely connected. We're going to work together as one. But you got to know people in order to get to know, work together as one. You got to work together to get to know people as one. When we learn to respect each other's set place in our local church, it is easy for us to to be become divinely connected and impactful in ministry. Also, we are in fellowship and at peace working together. Makes it easy for new members to become attached to our church. Attached members tend to work hard to attract others to the life-changing attachment. And one thing I oh let me go to go to first Corinthians twelve twenty six. And when we're divinely connected to one another it's going to bring other people to be want to be divinely connected to us as well. And when they do that, it's going to bring others that want to be divinely connected. And there are people out there that want to be divinely connected. We have to make up our minds that we're going to be divinely connected. And all of that, we're going to make a difference. We're going to make a difference. I truly believe that as we are divinely connected, oh, we're going to see the difference happening in our neighborhoods, in our churches, in our families, in our businesses, in our communities, so forth and so on. I believe, I believe that when we two or three gather together in prayer, there he'll be in the midst. Whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Can you imagine two, if two people came together and prayed for our children to make all A's? The rest of this year. Two of us came together. Three of us came together and said that each child is going to be going to get A not only in their grades, but in their behavior as well. Can you imagine the impact that's going to make? They're going to be studying. I know why they're studying. And when they're studying, they're like, whoo, I'm retaining this. Because why? It's God aiding them as they continue to make good grades. And then, listen, you may not never hear about the report card, but uh, you know that God is doing what he said he's going to do. And that's most important. That is most important. We're gonna, you might come to touch and agree that somebody's going to get a job. Somebody's going to get a promotion. Somebody's going to get their heart's desire. Somebody's going to get some debts canceled. Somebody's going to come and give us what God wants us to have. Divinely connected. And when you're divinely connected, read 1 Corinthians 12 and 26. If one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, 
all the members rejoice with it. When one member is honored, when one member is celebrated, when one member uh, is imparted glory into their life, we all congratulate them and delight in what they've done. When I see that you getting, or you getting, <laughs> when I see that you are getting promoted, or you're getting a raise, or you're getting an honor, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. When, when our brother, dear brother, got that plaque for the year, I was happy for him. I was happy for him because that was a tremendous honor that he got. I mean, you just don't get stuff like that every day. But he was honored as that. And you know what? I was happy for him. I mean, you know, listen, I wasn't happy for him. What's wrong? Something wrong with you you weren't happy for Because that's not what the scripture says. Scripture says that when somebody else is celebrated, we all going to rejoice. And we should not remind being, listen, mind being rejoicing with other people. We should not mind when other people get blessed. If somebody drive up with something new right there, and they go say, you know what, I got the titles. They've been sent to me in a couple of weeks. We shouldn't be mad with them, should we? Should you be mad when somebody comes to you and say, I just paid off my house. Woo, glory be to God. I mean, y'all, the day over there, why? Because, you know, it won't be long. It won't be long. You paid y'all off. God, you, then you, yeah, you would do it. We'll rub up on them, man. Get some of that anointing rub off on me, too. They say, you know, I just got this tremendous bonus. But I'll, don't tell nobody, but I got $100,000. 100000 Woo! Don't tell nobody. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! You know, you just you get excited. God, it's like, they testify, oh, I got a big, large song. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we don't know how much it is. And then we rejoice. We rejoice. When you're divinely connected, you don't mind rejoicing with one another because you realize that it's a benefit to all of us. Because when I see God working in your life, I know it won't be long. I mean, he's already doing something in mine. It's getting ready to manifest itself. When he's doing something great for you, it's getting ready to manifest itself in my life as well. We are divinely connected to make a difference. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.